Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be a basic text study and commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and context of the material within our basic text, Narcotics Anonymous. This is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there will be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the basic text towards reaching those seeking a resource like this. If one person benefits from our efforts, including us, then our participation will be well worth the effort. We're going to have introductions, and then we'll jump into the text. Enjoy. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is episode 41 of the Basic Text Study for the Anonymous Podcast. We're going to begin on page 105 with We Become Able. Uh, but first, we want to give our introductions. Brian, can you jump on in introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Brian B. Uh, my clean date is 11-18-2019, and I attend meetings in southwestern Pennsylvania. Thanks, Brian. What's up, Paul? I'm Paul M. I attend meetings in New Orleans, Louisiana, and my clean date is January the 6th, 1995. Thanks, Paul. What's up, Donna? My name is Donna. I am an addict. My clean date is Thanksgiving Day, 1985. Yes, I'm an old effer. Um, I attend meetings online and in the Lane County area of Narcotics Anonymous in Eugene, Oregon. Thanks, Donna. What's up, Jane? Hey, Janie here. Clean date 12-22-79, and I attend meetings in the Salem, Oregon area. Thanks, Jane. How's it going, Eva? Hi everybody, my name is Eva P. My clean date is 610-2000. I do meetings in the Salem area, Mid-Willamette Valley. Glad you're here. Thanks, Eva. How's it going, Phil? Phil M. My clean date is 4-1995, and I attend meetings in Pittsburgh, area of Pennsylvania. Thanks, Phil. Nomadic name's Douglas. I go to clean March 12, 2000 in southwestern PA, and I stay in the Raleigh, North Carolina area now. And um, so again, welcome to uh, episode 41 of the basic text study for the anonymous podcast. Uh, turn to page 105 with We Become Able and Paul is going to facilitate. Take it away, Paul. Thank you, Douglas. I'm Paul. I'm an addict. We're going to get uh, Phil to start us off with the first two paragraphs. Phil, go ahead and uh, read and then share. Okay. We become able to make wise and loving decisions based on principles and ideas that have real value in our lives. By sharpening our thoughts with spiritual ideals, we are free to become who we wanna be. Uh, what we have feared, uh, we can now um, overcome through our dependence on a loving God. Faith has replaced our fear and given us freedom from ourselves. In recovery, we also strive for gratitude. Um, we feel grateful for ongoing God consciousness. Um, uh, whenever we confront a, dif a difficulty that we do not think we can handle, we ask God to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Um, that's a whole lot of our uh, program um, in the, the nutshell. And uh, uh, making uh, loving decisions, you know, our, our 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 program, you know, you know, with its steps and uh, traditions and how it's uh, designed, uh, uh, it's just a loving program, you know, through through and through, and uh, with with the spiritual principles and and having a uh, God of uh, our understanding, but uh, 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 the 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 faith thing. Uh, uh, and, 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 the, and the gratitude things uh, are, are just uh, most necessary, ongoing spiritual um, uh, values and, and, and living. Um, uh, higher power, God of my, God, God of my understanding, uh, fully relying on, and um, uh, those hard, difficult things. Uh, that uh, that are unbearable on me. Uh, uh, I may think of them. I may I may take them in for a minute, but it, but it's just one of those things where like, hey, God, uh, I I can't handle this. Uh, 
you can do better with this than me. And it's one of them immediate things while I will try to turn it all over. And I don't care, I don't care, I don't care what it is. It's like how I'm feeling, my, my emotions, uh, whatever's caught up in it, it's like uh, you can do better for me than what I'm trying to do with this thing. Um, and uh, do what you got to do, God. Uh, yeah, relying on uh, uh, gratitude. Um, uh, I'll, share, I'll share this and shut up. Uh, um, uh, one of my sponsees, I've been back and forth to the hospital with the, with the uh, brain aneurysm. And one of the things I've, I've been doing with him, uh, as hard as it has been, and, and that self-pity thing, I've been, I've been doing the, the gratitude um, drills with him, you know, trying to get his uh, gr it, gratitude flowing, even the situation uh, he's in. I learned that in Narcotics Anonymous, and uh, that's all I have. Thanks, Phil. Anybody else? I had coffee with a friend today and um, we were talking about gratitude and, and what came out for us is being grateful is not a feeling, it's an action, right? So if I'm grateful for Narcotics Anonymous and I do absolutely nothing, I'm not grateful. When we make a gratitude list, it's not, it's not a Santa Claus list. It's a list of action. If I'm grateful for these things on this list, what am I doing to, to foster that gratitude? Am I living in action for what I am grateful for? So I, I get that confused. I think that being grateful is, oh, I felt grateful. That's not what it is. It's am I acting grateful? That's what it is. And I, you know what? Feelings come and go, negative, positive, all of that, but actions, like you will know them by their actions, not by their words. So I can't say I'm grateful and do nothing about it. So that's the, that's the, the change because we, we're real good at making lists <laughs> and doing shit for them. So this is a call to action, being grateful. Who else? Donna, will you read the next three paragraphs, please? They're short. Little ones. A spiritual awakening is an ongoing process. We experience a wider view of reality as we grow spiritually. An opening of our minds to a new spiritual and physical experience is the key to better awareness. As we grow spiritually, we become attuned to our feelings and our purpose. By loving ourselves, we become truly able to love others. This is a spiritual awakening that comes as a result of living this programs. We find ourselves daring to care and love, exclamation point. Higher mental and emotional functions such as conscious, conscience and the ability to love were sharply affected by our drug use. Living skills were reduced to animal level. Our spirit was broken. The capacity to feel human was lost. This seems extreme, but many of us have been in this state. For me, um, the spiritual principles of Narcotics Anonymous are my guiding principles in my life. Um, that's where I get my direction from. That's what I strive to do. Uh, I strive to attain um, being better at all of those things. So, um, uh, and that is what has uh, changed me from a broken shell of a person to a fully functional human being. It's that ability to practice gratitude and to um, be caring and sharing and loving and giving and generous and kind. And, um, you know, uh, when I, especially in early recovery, when I didn't know what to do because a lot of times I didn't have any idea what to do next. I was completely confused as to what the next step was. You know, um, I would start um, thinking about the spiritual principles of Narcotics Anonymous and try to apply them to my life. And um, generally the answer would come to me. Now, listen, I didn't always make the right decision, right? Um, but I was doing something different than I had ever done before. 
you know, and there is a kind of spiritual awakening that comes with that stuff too. learning to make mistakes, right? Do something different, not do it necessarily right, or maybe not do it the way that I would do it every time and giving myself some grace and learning from those things and, you know, moving on. Oh, and here's the other piece, not learning from them and getting to do them over and over and over again. Right. So, um, a spiritual awakening is not something that happens overnight. Now, people have spiritual experiences that can happen really quickly. You can wake up and you, like the scales have fallen off of your eyes for some reason about something, right? But most of us flow back and forth with that stuff, right? I remember waking up one day and realizing that I had not wanted to use in a really long time. And I, and I don't have any idea how long it had been or any of that. I just remember this sense of wonder that me, this addict here had not wanted to, I couldn't remember the last time I wanted to get loaded, you know? So um, that was a huge, that was a big day for me. That was a big day for me. Um, learning to love ourselves is about giving ourselves some grace, you know, about some forgive self-forgiveness, you know, working those steps and making those amends so that I don't have to um, be ashamed of who I am or what I've done or what I will do, you know, going forward. So that's what I have to say on that. Thanks. Thanks, Donna. Eva, jump in. Hey, everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, um, when I think about a spiritual awakening as an ongoing process, it, it brought me back to two paragraphs prior where it, it talked about, um, what we had feared we can now overcome through our dependence on a loving God. And, um, and those were even like sometimes um, just putting my toe in the water of something that I was very fearful of. That was a kind of a spiritual awakening because it was like I put my toe in and the piranha didn't bite it off. You know what I mean? Or nothing major happened. Like, okay, now maybe I can put my, my whole five piggies in the, in the water and then maybe my foot, right? Um, because every time I face one little fear, it gives me a little bit of a spiritual awakening to um, face a bigger fear. And, you know, fears for me coming into Narcotics Anonymous, you know, when you think of fearful things, I think of things like saying no and people still love me. What? Or, um saying yes to something that I really want to try, but I have no idea what I'm doing. And when I make a mistake, people didn't say, oh, that's it. She's out. They just went, okay, girl, check it out. You need to do it a little different. <laughs> so, or they would, you know, help me. Um, and, and for me in Narcotics Anonymous, like it says, we were reduced to the animal level. Um, living skills were reduced to the animal level and our spirit was broken. And um, every day that I, and it uses words in these, in this few paragraphs, like daring to care and love and um, sharply are, I mean, like these big, strong words, those are strong words for me. Um, they were sharply affected by our drug use. We became daring to love, things like that. And um, all of that is because I trusted Narcotics Anonymous even when I was scared. And um, so I think that for me, those spiritual awakenings, they still happen, you know, um, when, I, when I do something that I didn't think I was able to do or I was able to say no or my, my you know, my codependency likes to be a huge part of my life. Um, it comes and it goes like flows and it ebbs and, and when I'm feeling terrible about myself, that's when my codependency is at its best. Right. So then I, that's where my fear comes in of being afraid to say no. And, um, when people stay, even when I say no, or, um, that I can't do something or that, you know, I don't give them something to stay, you know, monetarily or whatever, um, of course I'll buy that for you, you know, um, kind of thing. Of course I'll do that for you. 
those are the kinds of things that I had to learn how to do, right? Like to be a human in the world, to be a person. That was where I lived at an animal level, where I would just manipulate to get my way instead of just be myself and get things for myself. So that's kind of what I got out of that, kind of all over the place, but there you go. Thanks, Eve. Thanks, Eva. Uh, Jane. Hey, Jamie here. I just uh, I wanted to quickly put on just something. I find comfort in knowing that the spiritual awakening is an ongoing process. It's not just uh, one and done kind of thing. Uh, that it, it, it's a slow process. The more I live the spiritual principles, which are identified in, in all the steps in the work study guide, but that I find comfort in that, that uh, and I love the fact that we become attuned to the feelings. Um, at one time, anger was anger and fear was fear and chaos was chaos. And to slowly through four steps that evolved into 10 steps, learning that if I'm angry, I need to pause for a minute because I'm more likely hurt, hurt or feared one or the other. And anger is what I'm doing with it. So uh, learning to become attuned to what's this feeling that's coming up and what can I do about it in a positive way uh, was a game changer for me. Uh, and uh, to find a purpose in life, I, I didn't even know you were supposed to have that, let alone the comfort and the joy that comes from knowing your purpose. And uh, whether that changes or not is, is each person's individual, but I, um, I'm not a broken spirit today. I have a, a loving God that I'm in tune with um, as long as he's acting right. Thanks. Thanks, Jane. Phil, jump in. Uh, wow, uh, good stuff. Um, I could not help uh, not look at this. And, and one of the things I was thinking about a few years ago at the men's uh, recovery conference, they had a topic, uh, zomb zombies are for real. And I think it uh, spun off of this session uh, out of the basic text. Uh, but what it's talking about, the capacity to feel human was lost. Okay, this is a dream for many of us uh, have been, been in this state. I can attest to that. Uh, the animal reduced to the animal level. I can relate to that. Uh, I, I want to say... Uh, uh, at the end of my road, how uh, to lunch uh, I was, the shell of a person I was, uh, animal level, uh, I might want to say maybe even past that. Uh, because getting clean, uh, uh, I've looked at animals and watched animals, and I looked at the end of my road, and uh, the things uh, animals do, they have their stuff together, you know. They're responsible. They take care of their young. Uh, um, in danger, they flee. Uh, they're productive uh, uh, members of the world or whatever they do in the world. They have productivity and responsibilities. Uh, at the end of my road, uh, uh, I wasn't that. And uh, animals are, are cool, but they, I was in uh, the humanness, like it says, was lost. And uh, it seems extreme. No, uh, uh, I can wear those shoes. That's all I have. Uh, thanks, Phil. Uh, Brian, go ahead. Yeah, I really like, you know, to, where Jane touched on our feelings of purpose in life. And, you know, that's something that I, you know, actually, Douglas and I talk about a lot, you know, um, when I was in my active addiction, man, I really didn't have much of a purpose, but, you know, be a destruction to myself and to other people. But, you know, coming into recovery and through working some steps, like, I believe that my purpose is, is to keep my keep my side of the street clean, but also to help others, you know, um, teach others what I've been taught, you know, carry that same clear message. And like, I could see where I was like I've started to grow spiritually through this program, like I think compassion comes to mind. You know, I have the ability, like just for example, like Sunday morning, my home group is nice and early. And, and there was a guy 
that that's been clean a little while and he was just really struggling man and um you know he was brought to tears by his share and like i felt it in my heart you know i i really felt for the guy and um you know i was able to talk to him after the meeting and i was like hey man you know i don't know what you have going on but why don't you jump in the car with me and we'll go hang out for a little while and like we hung out and like he was so grateful to me and i was grateful you know for him you know we was able to make that connection and, uh, you know, by the end of the time that we hung out, man, his whole state of mind changed. And that's only through recovery. Like, I was so self-centered, you know, when I was using. But, like, now that I'm clean, like, I know my purpose is to try to help other people. You know, we have to give it away to keep it. But, like, I know that it can't be, like, a, a, all about me. It has to be about others. And uh, that's what keeps me coming back. Well, thanks. Thanks, Brian. Uh, Douglas. Yeah, hey, I was um, thinking about, you know, the, these last couple um, paragraphs and then the shares too. the capacity to feel human was lost, you know, and, and my spirit broken. And, and I always like when I whenever I speak or something, man, you know what what I call to mind in, in that is uh, like I was raised to to, um, you know, to kind of fend for myself, kind of, you know, and I, I and that might not be a bad thing, actually, as I see as I, I get older. But, man, I, I really love my sister. I thought I did. She's about 18 months younger than me and, um, an active addiction though, man, when, when, when I needed, I knew she had like five or $6, you know, like I would torture her, man, for real, you know, and, and, and the one story I always talk about is like, and I remember, and I keep it fresh, man, because of this broken spirit on my inability to, to, to love her as an action is what it is, man. You know, like I wanted to, you know, I wanted to have that bond or be closed, but for six bucks, I'd grab her on the top of her head and squeeze my hand real tight and I'd feel her hair pull up from her head and she'd give me that five or six dollars. And um I'd do it, do it, do it, you know, do it again too. And then do it again too. It was like, you know, if that was a ways and means to get six bucks, then that then that's what I had to do. And I, I, I can't even remember feeling, you know, like feeling anything about that. It was like like I needed to, I needed, I needed that. Um but here, and here's an awakening of my spirit. And that's exactly right, man. It's an ongoing thing. The awakening of my spirit was, uh, I got, I got clean, man. And she, she continued, you know, she started using and, and continued to use until a couple of weeks before her 30th birthday, you know, uh, addiction murdered her without a doubt. And, um, and I spoke at her funeral, man, I carried the message there right at her funeral, man. Well, fucking everyone, you know, I, maybe me and maybe, maybe fucking worker at the place was clean. I don't know, you know, and, and, but, but that was it. It wasn't, it wasn't a pretty crowd. And, uh, um, I talked about the freedom, man, that that's available. And, uh, and that's an awakening of my spirit, man, to where, to where I, I don't have to go off the deep end when I feel guilt, shame, remorse, man, I can embrace it how it is. I still have a God who loves me. And then I'm indebted, man. I'm indebted that I can carry the message to other people today. You know, and, and, and I, it's not about like, hey, you know, I carry the message because, because it keeps me clean. And, and, and I only give this because it helps me. And I, I don't subscribe to that shit. I know a lot of people do. I actually feel it, man. I feel an awakening in my spirit that like, man, I have this desire to be a service to other people. I just do, man. I just do. And, and, um, and, and when I have seasons to where that's dim inside of me, when that's really dim, man, I fucking hate myself, man. I hate, I, I just do. And that's just me. And that's my experience. And, um, but when that, when that lights turned up, you know, when that dimmer switch is on, on full blast, that's where I feel most connected to my higher power. I feel like, man, this is good. You know? So, um, yeah, so I th that's, those are going to be my comments. I pass. I like uh, what I got from this, um, these paragraphs was, I now know which comes first, the chicken or the egg. It says, by loving ourselves, we become able to truly love others. And, um, and Douglas was talking about his childhood. I was raised by two very loving people, both of my parents. But my capacity to give and receive love was stilted or stunted when I came to Narcotics Anonymous. And, and the process of love was not the issue. For me, it was the worthiness to give and receive love, especially to receive it. Like I was, I was always able to go outwards, but I was 
I was unable to receive it. And, um, and that wasn't for people not doing it. It was just somehow the wiring had gotten screwed up in my head that I was not worthy of that. And, and through step work and through just coming in and laying stuff on the table and going, now see if you love me. Now see if you love me. Now see if you love me. And you kept going, keep coming back keep coming back, keep coming back. I was able to, to develop that. And that's, you know, time takes time, but it, it, it happened. It, it, it really did. So um, we have all shared. So we get the seven tile bonus in Scrabble and get an extra 50 points for everyone sharing. So that was great. So uh, let's go to uh, Brian. Uh, the next two paragraphs in time is where we're at. Sure, thanks, Paul. In time through recovery, our dreams come true. We, we don't mean that we necessarily become rich or famous. However, by realizing the will of our higher power, dreams do come true in recovery. One of the continuing miracles of recovery is becoming a productive, responsible member of society. We need to tread carefully into areas that expose us to ego-inflating experience, prestige, and manip manipulation that may be difficult for us. We have found that the way to remain a productive, responsible member of society is to put our recovery first. NA can survive without us, but we cannot survive without NA. And, uh, you know, what I have highlighted and what stands out to me is, you know, put our recovery first. And that, that always has to be my main priority, you know, because without staying clean, like there's going to be nothing else to come second. And, um, you know, I know that I didn't get clean you know, to become rich or famous, which, you know, maybe one of the two might be nice, but, uh, you know, whatever my higher power, my higher power's will is for me, you know, that's what I try to live out. And, and, you know, like I, I know a day clean has to be enough, you know, I can't set my expectations on something crazy, you know, but I, I know that if I do the things that are necessary to get a day clean, you know, I have faith that I'm going to get it. And, um, you know, recovery has been so awesome for me. It's like, it would be crazy to go back to the old life. And, um, you know, the last sentence talks about NA can survive without us, but we cannot survive without NA. Um, I think that all goes back to like, you know, our third tradition, like I can come and go as I please, you know, I, I'm a member when I say I am, but if I decide to leave, you know, more than likely, you know, NA is going to continue on with or without me, but um, I, I'd much rather be a part than not be a part. Thanks, Brian. It's hard to become famous in an anonymous program. So, uh, but anyway, uh, anybody else? <laughs> Go ahead, Donna. I was just thinking that, um, like I said before about like, I had no idea how to live. I had no idea how to make decisions. I had no idea how to prioritize anything. And, and when, I find, when I came to the understanding that the most important thing I had to do was stay clean. And the most important place I had to be was in a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. And that that was the, and that, and that, that nothing else could be more important though, 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 than that. It gave me a starting point, right? It's like when I didn't know what else to do and I didn't know where else to turn, I knew that I needed to stay clean. I knew that I needed to get to a meeting, you know, and it just helped to create this life that I have today. And, um, you know, uh, when it says that we have to be careful about ego inflating experiences, um, that is real for addicts. I, I, I've, I've seen very few people um, in recovery that can tolerate that without going to, I mean, when we start getting that place of property, money, prestige kinds of stuff, it can really mess with us. And, um, and in order to stay in a good place in recovery, we have to remain humble. You know, humility is the most, is so important. Humility and gratitude are so important. Remembering where I came from, 
remembering what's important to me, remembering what I want to do next, which is to help the person right next in front of me, right? I want to stay clean, you know? So we get in those places where um, people are seeking out our opinions or want to attach to the power that we that they may perceive that we have. We have to really, really be careful. Um, getting into those kinds of um, positions, uh, you know, I've just seen so many people relapse behind that stuff. You know, the anger, resentments, you know, that kind of stuff. And it can happen at any point in recovery, any point in recovery, you know, so please be careful. Thanks, Donna. Uh, Phil. Uh, wow, well, uh, good stuff. Uh, money, property, and prestige uh, does divert addicts. And uh, uh, this is a spiritual program, not a material program. Because if it would have been material, I would have been gone a long time ago. Uh, but I do like uh, in time to recovery, our, our, our dreams do come true. However, by realizing the will of our higher power, dreams do come true in recovery. Uh, I've had all kinds of dreams in life. I've had all kinds of dreams in recovery. But the coolest thing I have found out with uh, the God of my understanding of my higher power, my higher power dreams for me too. And I love the dreams. Uh, my um, higher power dreams for me. And uh, they just blow me away. And it's just things uh, in life uh, uh, that just, mm, that I'm at all with. And the only thing I can say is, uh, you know, thanks my higher power. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And just thank you, thank you. But, um, my mind and dreams can't dream this kind of way. And that's all I have. Thanks, Phil. Jane, why don't you take us through the next two paragraphs, starting with Narcotics Anonymous offers. Okay, glad to. Narcotics Anonymous offers only one promise, and that is freedom from active addiction, the solution that eluded us for so long. We will be freed from our self-made prisons. Living just for today, we have no way of knowing what will happen to us. We are often amazed at how things work out for us. We are recovering in the here and now, and the future becomes an exciting journey. If we had written down our list of expectations when we came to the program, we would have been cheating ourselves. Hopeless living problems have become joyously changed. Our disease has been arrested, and now anything is possible. Um, in a lot of ways, those are promises, too. Uh, uh, and I, I love the fact that they got the one promise. But uh, I, I want to just, I almost raised my hand. You know, sometimes I hesitate to do that a little bit. But realizing the will of my higher power changed some of my dreams, some of my wishes, some of the things that I wanted to do as I just grew spiritually and started getting more in tune with the will of God or higher power instead of in the will of Jane, uh, some of my wants and needs changed. However, you know, uh, piggybacking on what uh, Donna said, and for those that may not know uh, those ego inflating experiences within NA, uh, let me name you a couple because I've experienced them. And one of them is resident old timer. <laughs> And, uh, and I can love that on any given day. I'm not telling you I don't need strokes once in a while. But, but uh, another one is circuit speaking, very dangerous position. And uh, another one is chair of anything, <laughs> vice chair or chair or president of anything. No. <laughs> Give me the secretary job over in the back or uh, carrying the message into the institution. But you put me in charge, manipulation is probably going to happen. I've not grown on that well yet. I work on it, but I even know when I'm doing it now because I'm in tune with my feelings. But that don't stop me from doing it. And you know what? One out of 10 times, it works beautifully. And that's not good for me. So anyway, I, the list of expectations, the, my, again, my dreams changed. 
you know, I'm not so much into the material things anymore. You know, I've, I've got my toilet paper and my milk. I, I'm okay. But uh, I love it. Uh, Doug touched a little on this. I love it when I see it click in somebody's head when you're talking about Narcotics Anonymous and hope, hope from active addiction. That look, mm, better than most highs. Not all, but most highs I've ever had. Thanks. I always read these two paragraphs with a little bit of N.A.'s rebelliousness and is a not so subtle dig at our predecessor fellowship. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we always have to kind of, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> uh, Eva, did you have your hand up? Nope. She looked at me like I'm crazy. That's okay. Eva, read the next two pack. Oh, I'm sorry, Doug, my bad, Doug, go ahead. That's all right, man. Just cut cut me out. I just, I, I I'll, I'll give you the ninety second version of it. What I was about to say. I don't want muted. And uh, but but that's uh, Jane. I, I I was I was laughing so much when you were talking about that. I identify so so much. It, it's cool how we have this self destructive like button inside of us. Like I tend to fuck things up way before I it, it gets elevated to like a prestige level. And uh, but look, to, you know. When, when it's about being productive and stuff like this and then dreams and all that stuff I want to touch on that is like I had this I had this kind of dream or kind of desire of what I wanted to do like as a profession or something like this going on and um but I have a reading issue like when I, I have this condition when I read my eyes jump and um so so when I read I literally have to either do my finger like you know remember getting yelled at in, in grade school when we follow the line and it's embarrassing and so I do it with a pen and a highlighter mostly because I don't want people to kind of like chuckle or something but when I read you know I, I do that so so um but I'm gonna but like my career I have to I have to read a lot you know so it's like that's that that doesn't stop and like that's that that's something that I learned from a couple old timers pouring into me is like no man you know you're you're clean be do what you want to do you know fuck it do what you want to do you know and so that that was really cool and then and and also in like my professional life I have to speak a lot and I have a stutter and I'm really insecure about it man I hate I hate how I speak. I hate it, you know everything about that stuff. And um, and again, man, what the fuck do you? Are you free, man? Freedom, do it. You know, and and, that, and that's what I pour into into the guys that I'm close with, man. You want to do that? Do it. You know, do it. And and then the last thing, look, check this out, man. Hopeless living problems have become joyously changed. Um, th this is not just about getting clean you know, and, and, and what a hopeless living situation was in an active addiction to now, like if you're listening to this and you're, and you're going through a tough season, man, you know, I was clean nine, 10 years. And, and, and so was my wife at the time and she relapsed and it would that now that was a hopeless living situation that's been joy, you know, uh, joyously changed. Um, we co-parent our two sons now, man. And this, and, it, and, it, and it's, I couldn't have planned it out. There's no way, like if I planned it out, you know, it was like, there's no way. And, um, but it's so much better now. So anyways, I'm going to go ahead and pass with that. It's, it's funny, the lies we tell ourselves. I knew Douglas's voice before I knew anything else. And his voice drew me in. It absolutely drew me in. And it is incredible for him to have that about his voice what other things what other lies are all of us on this zoom and everybody listening what other lies do we tell ourselves that other people absolutely don't understand because we don't understand it i don't understand it but i'm there's some lie i'm telling myself tonight you're not worthy of love you'll never be anything Whatever that lie is, we tell ourselves. And people just go, what are you talking about? Somebody's listening right now, telling themselves a lie. And you don't have to do that anymore. Anybody else? Eva, now to you, Eva. Next two paragraphs. <laughs> we become increasingly open-minded and open to new ideas in all areas of our lives. Through active listening, we hear things that work for us. This ability to listen is a gift that grows 
as we grow spiritually. Life takes on a new meaning. When we open ourselves to this gift in order to receive, we must be willing to give. In recovery, our ideas of fun change. We are now free to enjoy simple things in life like fellowship and living in harmony with nature. We now have become free to develop a new understanding of life. As we look back, we are grateful for our new life. It is so unlike the events that brought us here. Whew, boy, is it. So, um, first of all, active listening was something that I never did before because I was always trying to figure out what I was going to say that was going to one-up you um, or whatever in my mind um, because I, I thought that I had to speak a certain way or, you know, um, when I find somebody like Doug who speaks eloquently and like has that has that voice on the podcast, welcome. You are at the anonymous podcast, and I'm like, are you getting a tissue right now? Is that why you put that? Anyway, um, <laughs> I wasn't trying to bring you to tears, friend, but I mean, I want that, right? So I'm like. <laughs> Maybe if I change my voice, I'll sound like, and you know what, what it comes down to is I can't continue that game, right? So um, I have to listen and hear things. And um, I think the coolest thing about recovery for me and the hardest thing about recovery for me is becoming increasingly open-minded and open to new ideas in all areas of my life because what happens is that the longer we stay here, the older we get. I know, I know it's a weird phenomenon, but the older I get, the less I really am into like new ideas. I'm like, no, no, we do it this way. <laughs> like, don't change that. And, um, but because of Narcotics Anonymous, I feel like I am, I am a little more lenient to like how to set the table, for example. That's just a thing. Um, so, um, and it, it's such a gift. It says the ability to listen is a gift. Um, and it is like, it is because when I was so in my ego, there's no way I could hear the message that my higher power was trying to tell me through all of you, right? There's no way in my ego that I could have opened myself to that gift. Um, but it also says in order to receive what is it, Paul? It's a must. I mean, uh, Phil, it's a must. We must be willing to give. I really was hoping for a must on the other page where it says we have found the way to remain a productive member of society is to is to put our recovery first. I was hoping it would say we must put our recovery first because I, it, I wanted it to say that. But here's my must. I must be willing to give. Um, so uh, I think that's all I have on this, you guys. Next. Thanks, Eva. Uh, Brian. Yeah, I was just thinking like towards the end of my addiction, you know, how much, you know, just to comment like a little bit past what we talked about previously here was like that self-made prison, you know, and how much, you know, my addiction wanted to be isolated from other people. And like, I, I spent most of the time you know, just, just trapped in my, in my bedroom, I would go and, and gather up, you know, whatever I needed, you know, to last me for X amount of time. And that, that's where I would stay until it was time to go get more. And like how much of a difference like recovery has made in my life, you know, just in a short amount of time, like just to share with everyone, like tomorrow I'm going to wake up real early and I'm going to jump on an airplane to fly from Pennsylvania to North Carolina you know, to hang out with Douglas for like three weeks. And in between that time, you know, we're going to the convention in New Orleans, you know, that's going to be fun. And then when we get back from that, you know, we're flying back up to New York to go to a Yankee Red Sox game. Like who would have thought that, man? You know what I mean? Like, I'm so excited. And like, that's, that's fun to me, man. Like, whenever I stopped using, like, I thought, you know, whatever fun I did have when I was using, like, was over, you know, but now fellowshipping, you know, meeting new people, even if it's going out for dinner after a meeting, man, like, that, that keeps me going, 
you know, just being around people like uh, what a change, you know, and I, I wouldn't trade it. Thanks. Thanks, Brian. Um, that is exciting. Um, I'm glad y'all coming to New Orleans. Um, Fran Leibowitz, the author, has a quote that says, the opposite of talking is not listening. It's waiting to talk. And it's a commentary on, on us. How many times do we sit in a meeting waiting to share and miss the miracle, you know? And, um, you know, active listening is, like Eva was talking about, active listening takes some practice, you know, to get out of our heads enough to hear the message. Um, you know, and, and dreams are, you know, come in all kinds of forms. I, when Brian was sharing, I could not, I could not leave the French Quarter. It's 13 blocks. I couldn't leave the French Quarter. I was using, I was living, I was working in 13 blocks. And because of Narcotics Anonymous, I've been around the world. I remember I was driving to Houston once and I had my dope and you know, it should have been eight hours and it took about two days it felt like. But anyway, I, I, I kept stopping and fixing and stopping and fixing. And by the time I got to Lafayette halfway, I had run out of dope. And there was that moment of, do I go keep going or do I go back? And that, that trappedness is a metaphor for, uh, for our spirits, just trapped. And we're not, we're not anymore. And um, that's the gift that you've given us. Um, let's see, we're at while using, right? Douglas, take us all the way home. All right, while using, we thought that we had fun and that non-use, users were deprived of it. Spirituality enables us to live life to its fullest, feeling grateful for who we are and for what we have done in life. Since the beginning of our recovery, we have found that joy doesn't come from material things, but from within ourselves. We find that when we lose self-obsession, we're able to understand what it means to be happy, joyous, and free. Indescribable joy comes from sharing from the heart. We no longer need to lie to gain acceptance. Narcotics Anonymous offers addicts a program of recovery as more than just a life without drugs. Not only is this way of life better than the hell we lived, it is better than any life that we have ever known. We have found a way out and we see it work for others. Each day more will be revealed. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, so, so I think the, the, the comment that I'll make on this is um, uh, spirituality enables us to live life to its fullest, feeling grateful for who we are and for what we have done in life. And then it talks about this, you know, once I lose my obsession with self that, uh, look in here and here, and here's the thing, man, I'll just put this con in, in the context of recently, like we've been kicking it for, I'm looking on the sheet and our first study was September 8th, you know? And so, so we've been kicking it. What, what is that? Can someone spot check me? Is that nine months? Uh, yeah, just about like nine months, 10 months, something like this, you know, we've been kicking it like this. And, and um, look, look, you folk listening to you folk be transparent and in the insight that you have in this shared experience is his, his, uh, this has been better than anything I could have planned. Like if I could have planned this stuff out, you know, wrote it down this, this and this, it would have been all, you know, that that's kind of cool. But I'm telling you, man, like you, you, you folk have touched me um, and unlocked just levels of acceptance, man. And, and, and I talk with each, each one of you, each one of you, man, we have our texts and our phone calls and our relationships and stuff like that. And it's, it's beautiful, man. And it's beautiful. I'm surprised every day that you guys don't text me and say, leave me alone. I'm really, I'm just so, I'm like just amazed, man, that y'all love me. I really, and I love you, you know, and, and that's, and that's been, look, man, we lose self-obsession. We're able to understand what it means to be happy, joyous, and free. And folk, I'm here to tell you and the people listening, man, I live a life that that pretty much, man, look, I'm a happy dude. I'm a joyous dude and I'm a free dude. Now I get myself in the pots of shit for sure, without a doubt, no doubt about it. But I'm here, man, you know, and I, I'm happy, joyous and free. I try to I try to get in touch with that. You know, I love you, folks. I'm going to go ahead and pass.
Go ahead, Eva. Excuse me. So um, this line, the incredible joy that comes from sharing from the heart, we no, no longer need to lie to gain acceptance. And, you know, really what I, all I ever wanted was to be accepted and, um, and Narcotics Anonymous was the first place I found true acceptance. Like, yeah, she batshit crazy, but she ours. We don't keep her. You know, <laughs> and uh, you know this is a this is kind of a bittersweet place. Like we don't really we don't really want this to end, right? But Narcotics Anonymous never ends. This doesn't end. You know, I mean, this book study might be, you know, done, but this friendship and um, and just like in in my in my fellowship, it's just grown, right? We just. Um, and I, uh, I'm such a crier. You guys make me anyway. Um, so I'm just so grateful. I've, uh, I've grown exponentially from this, uh, podcast and, um, and have learned again and again, um, that spiritual spirituality enables us to live a life full of, to the fullest feeling grateful and, um, even when shit's hard, even when I don't want to do it, even when it's embarrassing, even when it's like, I feel downright dumb. Um, I just have to be honest. And um, like I said, and, and, and I feel accepted in Narcotics Anonymous. And I don't mean like every single person in Narcotics Anonymous is going to accept Eva just the way Eva is. But um, the fellowship in which I allow myself to be in and grow with gets to see the pros and the cons and they stay anyway. So um, I'm so grateful um, that I have found a way out of where I came from, truly the depths of hell. And uh, you know, I have a life today with my children um, and uh, with my family that I don't deserve. Um, or I didn't deserve, but I deserve now because I worked really hard to uh, to earn that, that back, right? Like uh, I, I surely didn't, but I definitely do deserve now. And that, you know, wasn't I, I never would have believed that before Narcotics Anonymous. So I love you guys, and um, I know we like are supposed to say our goodbyes or whatever, speak on these last two first, but I do what I want. Thanks, Eva. Love you. Uh, Phil. I'll be, I'll be real quick. Wow. Uh, good stuff. Uh, Narcotics Anonymous offers addicts a program of recovery that is more than just a life without drugs. Not only is this way a life better than the hell we live, it's better than any life that we have ever known. That speaks volumes. That just speaks volumes. Uh, uh, all day long. And uh, you know what? That's that's our chapter of uh, more will be revealed. And uh, I can end on that note. That's all I got. Thanks, Phil. Donna? I think one of the um, things I, there were things I did not expect to get when I got here and lots and lots of them because I didn't think I deserved anything good. I didn't know how to work for anything good. I didn't know how to be consistent. And really the most consistent thing I've done is stayed clean, right? And just kept showing up. But what I have gained in the um, area of human relationships is I am rich beyond measure. And with my children, with my siblings, with my sponsees, and with my friends. Today is my birthday. I'm 61 years old today. And I have things to do, but there was nothing more important to me to do today than to be here with you. This is my birthday present to myself. And um, to those of you listening, 
um, you, what this is about is about showing up, about doing something different, about trying something new, about staying clean and having adventures, right? And being willing to try new things and maybe do them wrong and maybe do them different, you know, and um, being willing, being willing. And this is beyond anything that I could have ever hoped for because there was no internet when I got clean, <laughs> but, you know, um, but you are my blessing. And for all of you listening, thank you so much for sticking with us and listening to our fears and our joys and our triumphs and our interactions with each other. What you know, don't know and what Douglas tells you is we see each other, we look at each other and we're loving on each other all the time. And this is, and I didn't, you know, I didn't come into this a year ago and go, gosh, I'm going to like make all these new friends. I'm like, oh, okay, we'll go try new this new thing. Right. And here I am with seven of the loves of my life sitting here in front of me online. Right. And um, so try something new, be something new. And to the seven of you sitting in front of me, I love you very, very much. And I am so grateful that you're part of my life. And I'm grateful that um, I've been a part of this. This is good stuff. This is great stuff. Yeah. So thanks so much. Thanks, Donna. Love you. Happy birthday. Uh, Jane? Yeah, thank you. I was trying to compose myself. So I don't want to be a crier. You know, <laughs> I put makeup on just for you guys. Uh, so uh, I just, Eva asked me if I'd like to come be a guest on it and I've not left. And I am so grateful for that, that little <laughs> coming that uh, it is so cool to listen to people talk about their own personal experience with this stuff and be able to uh, listen with uh, uh, an open heart and, and learn stuff along the way. And, uh, and I've quoted a, a couple of you guys uh, already. And, uh, and Phil reminds me so much of my, the first guy I ever met in uh, the 12-step program. Of, and, and he was really into those musts. Every must in his book was underlined. And every time we got to it, he'd make sure we knew about that must. And it just warms my heart, brings back memories, you know, like, yeah. The people who were here before me, and there were people here before me and, uh, and after me. And uh, I've learned so much, and I thank you guys so much for uh, listening to me and encouraging me to try new stuff like facilitating. <laughs> you know, I was just going to be a bee on the wall, and uh, you guys didn't give me much time to do that different. But, uh, and I'm looking forward to the next one too. Uh, thank you so very much. Thanks, Jane. Love you. Uh, Brian? Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Man, I, I'm just like trying to come up with the words, but, um, you know, I, I just think back, like, whenever Douglas, you know, ha had this idea, and I don't even think, like, I had a year clean yet, and um, he was like, you want to be part of the basic tech study, and I was like, sure, you know, why not, and uh, then I looked at you know, all the members and their clean dates. And I'm like, oh my God, it's like five, 10, 15, 20, you know, 20 plus years. And I got a little bit intimidated, you know, but here's what happened. I just came on, showed up and just shared honestly, you know, whatever I could. And then I let you guys pour back into me. Like this has been so educational for me. And just to think about like Paul mentioned one time, like people are listening to 55 countries, like that's amazing. So like any anything that, you know, not only I said or anyone else that participated, you know, if we were able to reach someone, you know, that wouldn't have access to something like this, man, like I think we, we all did our job. And uh, I'm glad that you guys are in my life. I love you all. And I love anyone that listened to us. Thanks. Thanks, Brian. Uh, I just want to kind of in a moment, just remember the people that been on this journey with us people who started and didn't, weren't able to continue and guess people that we've come and people who maybe have listened to one or two episodes and somebody who's been with us the entire 41 fucking hours. God bless you to listen to us 
pontificate about the basic text for 41 hours. You have the perseverance to stay clean forever. Um, you know, I just, I, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by this whole process, but what, here's what I got to remember. This thing started because of a global pandemic. This blessing came out of people dying from a disease. So I have to remember the next time there's a challenge, the next time there's a bad thing that happens, the next thing that seems like, oh, God doesn't love me anymore, or I'm a victim, or oh, this is terrible, I'll never get out of this. Something is happening that's going to bless me. So if you've been here, remember that. The next challenge, the next bad thing is just a doorway to something greater than we could have ever known. Just like our addiction was a doorway to this. We are about out of time, but I got to kick it back to the man with the golden voice, the, 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 the gentleman who started all of this. And none of us would be here if it wasn't for his idea, okay? So, uh, Doug, I'm going to let you close it out for us. Uh, you're t <laughs> Look, man, uh, so here, here's the thing. It, if, um, if the folks are listening now, here's the vision, right? Here, here's the hope shot that you've, you've kind of listened to us and we've laid out a template of how to walk through the basic text, right? To walk through the study, conduct it or something like this. So I would encourage you and I invite you to be, to be the Brian in somebody's life, to be the Paul, to be the Dawn of the field, the Jane, the Eva, to be, to be these folks in other people's lives, start a basic text study, meet up regularly, you know, the format, here's the template, go get your basic text, get something to highlight and write with and go study, carry the message, man, live this freedom out a day at a time and focus on that magic six letter word, others. Thank you for walking with us on this journey. Please reflect on what was discussed and apply it to your life. Share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so with. Tune in next time as we'll pick up where we left off. We'll chunk these in hour-long sessions. Namaste and God bless.